This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. So glad you're here joining us on this beautiful Sunday morning. My name is Jason Laidler. And as usual, I'm happy to say I'm once again joined by the world-famous Ted Walshin. Good morning, Ted Walshin. Good day, sir. And how was your week? Oh, it was a good week. Thanks. Busy, of course. Partly because we've been, in addition to the regular workload, we've been processing those uh, yeah. Mother's Day entries that we were talking about. Yeah, we'll tell, tell you more about that in just a minute. Yes, yes. Uh, also, too, it's uh, outdoor work. We started doing stuff outside. Oh, you're you're a little further up north, so you might you might you might still be covered in snow, I guess. In some well, ways. we're not exactly covered in snow, but the short answer is no. I haven't really started doing uh, yard work. Mm-hmm. No, but it's going to happen. Had a bonfire, burned a bunch of junk in the bonfire pit. Yeah, so did I. Did you? Yeah. You can do that in the city? I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't. But anyway. It's not really a bonfire. It's just a little... Oh, the little chiminea thing that you get at uh, the hardware store? It's fine. So you burn a few little twigs and it, roast... That's what it is. Roast a hot dog? Just getting rid of some <laughs> some, some old wood. That's all it is. That's, okay. You know, we're not... Uh, Nobody's burning clothing or anything in there. Well, um, or, or mattresses and tires. No, yeah, tires. <laughs> Remember that big tire fire? Oh, yeah. Where, where was that in Ontario? Uh, 15 years ago, whatever it was. I do remember that. And it burned for weeks and weeks Did and weeks. Really? Yeah, it was oh. brutal. And I remember the propane uh, explosion, I think, that was yeah. at Scarborough. Yeah, that was sad. That uh, that took a couple of lives. It did, including a firefighter, I think, Yeah, if I remember that correctly. Was, that was brutal. So today... Is National Senior Fraud Awareness Day in the U.S. Correct, and, and it should be in Canada as well. well yeah, fraud is 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 an ever increasing as the economy gets tighter, as as people get squirrely with things like, like lockdowns, etc. You see the incidences of of various crimes going up. Fraud is one of them, and Absolutely. seniors, the amount of seniors that Absolutely. exist now, that as opposed to ten years ago, and they're being taken advantage of left, right, and center. Right, so that's a great segue. As a heads up, we're going to expand on the on the senior fraud issue because, as you said, today is National Senior Fraud Awareness Day in the U.S. I did look to find out what the day, the offsetting day in Canada is, and I could not find an official day for Canada, but, but I found World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, which is exactly a month from today. I had to think about that. So today is uh, May 15th, and then the um, World Elder Abuse, maybe Canada's just adopted to be part of the world event on June 15th, which is marked each year on June 15th, and it's an official United Nations International Day acknowledging the significance of elder abuse as a public health and human rights issue. So we are going to expand on that. That's part of um, the agenda for today's show. It is the Avoid Probate Show. Thank you for joining us if you're just tuning in. 
In addition to, uh, you know, Senior Fraud Awareness Day, do you know what else is uh, today is, Ted? Well, this is something I'd never heard of before. Bring someone flowers day. Yeah. So did you notice what uh, I've got here in the I, studio? I did. I noticed that there's a, a, a bouquet of flowers, and, and I'm thinking... You're thinking they're for you? I bet you think... I don't know what, well, to, th- I don't know what to think. I know. Well, I, I, I hate to tell you, Ted, that I didn't bring them for you. I did bring them for our awesome producer, Kelly. So do me a favor and say something interesting to the listeners for one second while I run this over to Kelly in the booth. Right. Okay, okay. Take, take your headphones off first. Don't trip on the cords. Okay, be careful with that. It's not a far walk, but... I want to pack a lunch. There he goes. He's going right behind me. Behind me. That's, what, that's where Kelly's located in the control room. You can probably hear a little bit of noise in the background. She wasn't expecting it. I was pretty sure that the flowers weren't for me, and I was kind of hoping they were for Kelly. I'm running back to the microphone. Because you don't want to be bringing flowers and putting them on the table and have people see them, and, and, and they're not going to be given to anybody. Because that's, that's just not nice. That was nice of I'm you. out of breath. That was very nice. I did that as quick as I could. Uh, Kelly said it was going to make her cry, which was nice. I mean, that came out wrong, but you know what I mean. That's very nice of you. Yeah, well, thank you. It is Bring Flowers to Someone Day, and I thought, well, who better than our amazing producer who uh, takes care of us every week behind the glass? I'll have to remember that today as I'm traveling around, and I don't know if there's anybody I want to give flowers to, (laughs) to be honest with you. However. However, okay, so that's good. That's uh, my... But it's interesting, though, that, and I'm not sure who's behind this, Normally, behind the, a lot of these days, it's, you know, Hallmark cards and yeah. FTD might be behind this, but why they would do, like, bring flowers to someone day a week after Mother's Day when you've already brought flowers. Oh, yeah, I didn't even someone. think of that. That's a good point. You know? But maybe, well, that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe they just want to extend the flower sale. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. There, it's worth uh, pointing one other thing out here, Ted, before we go to the first break of the day here of the on the Avoid Probate show on this beautiful Sunday, and that is this show that we are producing right now and that the listeners hopefully are enjoying on uh, May 15th happens to be the 52nd version, the 52nd episode, the 52nd week. It's the 52nd week. It's one year ago today that uh, this program aired on, on Zoomer Radio. Yeah. I and wasn't, I wasn't here. I know. You weren't here. You were looking for a parking spot. That's right. But um, I remember, uh, of course, I was new to this uh, to the show, of course, and new to this uh, process and radio and all that stuff. It was baptism by fire, as I mentioned, and I um, remember getting that show done thinking, wow, that's one. You know, there's a lot more, hopefully, to, to go, and we've done a lot more. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you've got, you know, years and years and years of radio experience behind you, but I can maybe after this week say that I have one. <laughs> you have a year. I have, I have a year. You're a veteran. Does that make me a veteran? Sure does. Okay. Well, why not? I don't know. Maybe maybe not every show lasts a year, I guess. No, listen, I've had jobs that didn't last a year. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I've had girlfriends that didn't last a year. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so having said that, on that note, we are going to talk about some probate stuff today, as usual, because mm-hmm. that's what we do every week here on uh, Sunday morning from 8 till 9 on AM 740. So I'm going to catch my breath still, and uh, we'll let you... Go for a quick break and top up your tea and coffee, and we'll be right back. I'm going to go get some water for Kelly's flowers because I didn't bring her anything. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this.
Well, let's head down to our favorite store for men's clothing. That would be Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin, in the heart of Kensington Market. Hello, Tom Hollock. How are you, sir? Ted, when I hear your voice, how can I be? Fabulous, fantastic. It brings so much great memories back. You and I have worked together for so long and for so many years, and my business became successful under your watch. How can I be? I feel fantastic. Soon as Ted Wallachian tells his friends and his loyal radio listeners that Tom has a sale, which we always do. Customers do come in, and this time of the year when the weather is getting warmer, you do need to change your wardrobe. There's no better place in time. I pulled out a couple of my uh, summer shirts the other day and put them on because it was really, really hot the other day, and I thought, oh, this feels so good. And I know you've got a great selection of summer uh, clothing, whether it be light pants, slacks, you know, nice shirts, sports jackets for that matter, suits, of course, the wedding season is upon us. Virtually everything you need is there. Great sizes, great colors, great tailors, by the way, who've done a lot of terrific work for me personally, and you can't beat the prices, so why not go to Tom's Place? Period. 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. Well, Jason, it is time for us to award a beautiful bouquet of flowers on this Mother's Day one week later. Yeah, to a lucky listener who submitted. We decided to extend it one week because we thought that yep. many uh, mothers will be receiving flowers on Mother's Day. It wouldn't Hopefully. be nice to get yep. a fresh batch a week later. Exactly. So that's what we're doing. So we got this great email. It, it came in from uh, Francesca. And it says, Happy Mother's Day to my dear mother, Patricia Ann, whom we lost too early in 1991. And so she's remembering her mother. So I know. She's I not thought... writing in asking for flowers for her mother. And so we've decided that we're going to send Francesca the flowers for such a nice, touching Mother's Day greeting to, exactly. to her exactly. late mother. It was interesting. I was confused at first. I thought, what is this email all about? And then I realized, oh, it was an entry, one of the yeah. many entries we received for the bouquet. So, Francesca, to you, happy Mother's Day, and thank you for your kind words about the show as well. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, and a good morning to you. This is the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Wallachin and Jason Laidler. And a reminder, the information we provide for you in this program is for general consumption only, not intended to provide particular legal nor investment advice. Of course, every situation is different, and if you have a legal or investment question, you should speak with a licensed expert. And, of course, we have one of those. We have many of those, actually. We have legal experts uh, on hand and a... um, of course, our investment expert. I'm sitting right across from Jason Laidler. You can contact him. Email is info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca or toll free at 1-844-667-7628. Now, I've, I've been forewarned by, by Jason's mother uh, to, to explain to you that, that although I say you can call at any time, they won't be answering the phone all the time. Jason's mom answers the phone, but she's not going to be answering the phone on a Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, which is when some people like to call. Just well, so you know. Actually, I, I could, you might not know this, Ted. The record, I've been keeping track of the record time for the first call. Once the show starts to air on Sunday morning at 8.05, mm-hmm. right? We have news, of course, before we get to do our thing here on yeah. the Avoid Probate Show. And... It astounds me, but the record time, the record short time, the shortest time for a phone call on Sunday morning is 8.14. 8.14. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. 
That was me when we broke for a commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> okay. I, 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 Kelly's waving at me here in, in the other room. What's up, Kelly? I just want to say thank you so much for these beautiful flowers. They're gorgeous. Oh, good. And they're daisies, my favorite. No they're, way. Yeah. I, I knew that. I yeah. Knew, yeah. One of my favorites. I love them. Enjoy. Thank you. Enjoy. They're beautiful. Well, enjoy. Enjoy. Bring flowers to someone day. I wish I could say that I was in on that, but, 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 I, <laughs> but I wasn't. But one day I'll buy you a Maserati. <laughs> Thank you. Forget about the daisies. Nice. Thank you. I'll um, pay it forward. <laughs> okay. Go. Good okay. enough. Thanks, Kelly. So, Ted, let's uh, jump in here. I know I said we're going to talk about senior fraud stuff and mainly that uh, power of attorney stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of good information on, on power of attorney stuff that I want to explore. But first, I just uh, want to jump into this report about the latest census information with regard in particular to seniors and uh, boomers, who are seniors, I guess. I'm not a really big census guy. Do you like, are you into census data, Ted? I'm kind of fascinated by data. Yeah. Although sometimes it gets a little bit too... Um, too confusing, too statistical. Too, well, it's 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 a little too, too twisted. Like the logic is, it's like pretzel logic, if you know pretzel what I'm saying. Pretzel logic. Okay. Well, all right. The, the title of this report is pretty straightforward. It says, uh, "Census: eighty-five and over population expected to triple in twenty-five years." Well, everyone knows about the boomers. We've been hearing about the boomers for what fifty some odd years, basically, right? And uh, certainly for the past 20 years and how the boomers steered the economy and uh, led to the creation of all these products and services that were introduced specifically for the boomers. Um, That's a thing. So the article starts off by saying the latest census data from 2021 shows Canada's seniors over the age of 85 are among the fastest growing age groups in the country marking another milestone on the slow march to what experts warn will be a crisis in care for the country's elders. Mm-hmm. You know, the other reason I wanted to share this information is because the, the age 85 is significant for what we're doing here at avoidprobate.ca. We talk every week about the fact that there is a solution to the probate nightmare. Um, it involves a transfer of investments, among other things, a transfer of investments from the banks over to the insurance company where we recreate a portfolio that everybody's comfortable with. This is unregistered. It's not locked in. It's non-registered money because you cannot put a beneficiary on that money if it's at the bank. And you can put a beneficiary on it at the insurance company. The rules are different. I didn't make it up. It's the Banking Act versus the Insurance Act. People say to me, well, how come? Why is it well, you know, Why is it okay here and not there? I don't. I didn't make the rules. It's, it's a function of being um, a product of an insurance company. Now, I've got to make it clear, we're not talking about life insurance. I've got to say that again. We are not talking about life insurance. We're talking about creating an investment portfolio at the insurance company. The insurance companies are doing a very, very good job of competing you with know, the Here's banks. a question that somebody asked me recently. They said, okay, so you can't put a beneficiary on an unregistered account, which essentially is a savings account in a bank, correct? Most of the time, yes. And how do you make that a registered account? Well, you can make registered accounts. The definition of the registered account is, is an account that has um, limitations and... and um, stipulations and rules attached to it. So you can you can make an RSP contribution if you have the RSP contribution room. You get RSP contribution room by having earned income. A percentage of your earned income mm-hmm. generates RSP contribution room. If you don't use that room this year, that room rolls over. So you can accumulate tens and tens of thousands of dollars of RSP contribution room if you don't 
take advantage of any of it up until the age of 71 when you can no longer make an RSP. Well, you can do it in the year you turn 71, you have to convert your RSP to something else. Normally, it goes to a RIF. You cannot make a contribution to a RIF. But the, the other answer, the other part of the answer to your question is the TFSA, the tax-free savings account, mm-hmm. is another form of a registered account, and you can make a contribution to that. And that's not related to your earned income in any way. The government, the federal government, just determines on an annual basis what the maximum contribution amount is for the TFSA for that particular year. It's changed. Mm. It's changed a few times. Mainly, it just goes up a little bit each year, but not necessarily. And if the government changes, well, they can they can do whatever they want. They can change. Right now, in 2022, the contribution uh, max for 2022 is 6000 bucks. So that's it. So, so you, if you've got 6000 bucks lying around in a non-registered account and you haven't made a TFSA contribution in 2022, you can move that 6000 bucks in your TFSA, and that's the answer to your question. You've converted a non-registered investment into a registered investment. How much can you build your TFSA? How high can you build it? If it's 6000 this year, 6000 next year, okay. can, I, can I keep accumulating and yes. all of a sudden I've got like a half a million dollars in a TFSA? Uh, not exactly. You got the right idea because like the RSP contribution room, your TFSA room, it's not use it or lose it. It also rolls over. So in 2022, and you caught me off guard with that question, in 2022, if you have never put a dollar into your TFSA, I think the max is up to 75000 bucks. I think it's seventy five five actually. $75,500 is the max you can put in in 2022 if you haven't used any of the room that's been created, I think it's nine years now that the plan's been available. Mm-hmm. There is, I, I will qualify that, uh, at the risk of confusing people, if you've put the money in and you've made a withdrawal, you put in 5K last year and this year you took out 5K, well, next year you get that 5K withdrawal room back. So that's going to confuse a whole bunch of people, and I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But I just wanted it to be clear for, for those people who are students of this stuff, okay. even because I said you have to have never made a contribution before, and technically that's not true. You could have made contributions, but made withdrawals, but the following calendar year you get that room back. So that's the other way it works. And if that's confusing, and you have questions about it, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I wanted to, for example, suddenly I, I find myself with $75,000 and I won on a lottery ticket. Yep. yep. Uh, and I'm thinking, do I put this into an RSP or do I put this into a TFSA? If I put it into an RSP, it could grow mm-hmm. or it could not grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I cash it in, I will be taxed on it. If I put it into a TFSA and pull that out two years later, I won't pay tax on it. Yeah, essentially you're correct. The, but the TFSA grows at what percent? Well, the growth of the plan is a function of the underlying investments. So it depends on how we invest the money in the TFSA or the RSP. Because you can say to me, um, I just want nothing but uh, stupid GICs in my TFSA, and so you're going to earn maybe 1%, maybe 1.5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, you can say to me, well, for the RSP, I want to invest in uh, U.S. equities. And so Apple, Microsoft, Netflix, uh, Amazon, these companies are making money, uh, Facebook. I realize right now the markets are down because of what's happening in Europe, but you know, typically uh, the U.S. economy makes money and grows. It grows more than it shrinks. And so you could have a 15% return in your RSP if you're investing in, in the U.S. equities. So it's, about, it's called asset allocation. And that's something that you know, I'm trained to, to advise people on and have been trained for a long time, over 20 years. And that's, the, that's my part of this um, avoid probate nightmare 
solution is I'm like you said earlier I'm the investment guy I'm not the lawyer but as you mentioned we've got lawyers we've got accountants we've got every uh, expert that we need to cover the gamut to run the gamut on the estate plan whether uh, mom or dad are still with us and you want to avoid the probate nightmare which you, which is not hard to do when they're still with us or you know if, if they've left uh, they've passed away and you need help settling the estate well, we can do that too. We can't. It's almost impossible to avoid the probate after the fact, but you, a lot of people will still need help to settle the estate because they don't know how to submit a probate application. Right. If you've never done it, and believe me, it's not easy. And and the government when, in 2015, when the province of Ontario revamped the probate process, mm-hmm. they did not make it more user friendly. Right. Okay. They introduced the estate information return form 9955. It's seven pages long. It's laborious. And that's not even the court application that needs to be submitted. So there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of court stuff that a lot of people aren't, are not familiar with unless you do it on a regular basis, right? So getting back to the census report for a second, because the, 80, the age 85 is kind of significant for us when we talk about what the avoid probate solution is, because if you're under the age of 85, the transfer of the investments from the bank to the insurance company costs you nothing. The insurance company pays our professional advisors a commission. Um, you know, we move it from bank X to insurance company Y, and we are independent advisors, so it doesn't really matter to us which insurance company it is, although it does matter. Uh, we can talk about that, and we've talked about that before. I think it was just last week, and I was complaining about the one insurance company I was trying to do business with. Anyway, the insurance company says, okay, thanks, Jason. We know that you've got options, and you could have mm-hmm. gone to a different insurance. You could have... You move the money to one of our competitors, but you brought it here, so here's the standard commission that all the insurance companies have to pay to make it a level playing field. So I can't say, well, I'm going to, I can't not act in the best interest of the client because it doesn't matter whether it's insurance company A, B, C, or D, it doesn't affect my compensation. But, but, getting back to the 85 factor, if your birthday was yesterday and you're now 85, we can't do it for free. It, there's a small upfront charge to do the transfer, but it's a small charge. It's less than the probate fee. The probate fee in Ontario is 1.5% on the value of the total estate based on the date of death. Okay, Value of the total estate or value of the amount of money in the bank? Well, it's kind of the same. Uh, no, it's the total estate. I mean, if you've got money in the bank and a house, you add it together. Okay. to make up the value of your estate. Unless you've used our services to implement uh, the tools that we have available to avoid the probate, and let's assume you have not done that, mm-hmm. then the probate fee of 1.5% is going to be calculated based on the total value of the estate. So the money in the bank, the house, maybe the cottage, and maybe some other stuff. Uh, it's a long list of items that can be included. Because remember, it's a, it's like a death tax for the province. Uh, <laughs> they don't like the term. Believe you me, they don't like that term, and it's not you're not going to see that in any textbook or, um, or you know publication uh, from the attorney general's office. They're not going to call it a death tax, but that's what it is. And so it's a revenue stream for the province. So they include as many assets as they can, so that you can pay the probate fee on on a on a larger number a greater number, and pay a greater amount of tax, a, a greater probate fee. And also remember, that's only part of the picture. I mean, that's, the probate fee is one thing. You're paying legal fees. As I mentioned, you're probably not doing it yourself. You're hiring somebody, whether it's a lawyer, certified executor, advisor, et cetera, et cetera, accountant, maybe all of the above. So you're paying probably thousands of dollars in legal fees. 
and there's other you know incidental expenses and it's going to take you 10 months and it's going to be stressful and you're going to be mad and you got to go to the lawyer's office and it's time consuming and there's liability issues and we're trying to we're trying to prevent that we're trying to save people from that probate nightmare and we can do it quite easily simply by doing that transfer from the bank to the insurance company recreating a portfolio Call us if you want some more information on that. Ted will be giving out the uh, contact information again before the show is over. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, Ted, we probably got to go to um, a quick break. Let's do that. Regroup, and we'll be right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time, and I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office, and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that, and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off, and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. And here we are, back to more of the Avoid Probate Show here on Zoomer Radio. And thank you so much for being with us, not just this day, but all days. And as Jason mentioned at the outset of the program, this is our first anniversary program. Yeah. I actually, one is, year ago. I was going to ask you about that. Is, is the anniversary today or is the anniversary next week? Because this is still in year one. This is the 52nd. Right. So it's not really the anniversary today. This is the end of year one. Isn't that how it works? I don't know. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's like maybe, maybe we should have talked about this before well, we started. When was the, the first show? What oh, was I don't know. Date? I don't know. I have no idea. When well, you, I mean, I have an idea, but I w- I'd be guessing I can't precisely tell you the first day. But it doesn't matter because the weeks change, the Sundays change or whatever, right? Okay, well, we're entering into year two. How's that? This, I think this is the last show of year one. Okay. That's how I see it. Right. Okay. So is that our anniversary or is next uh, yeah. week the anniversary? <laughs> 
Uh, all I know is Student. that uh, if you have any questions, because I have lots right now, but I can't call, you can. one 667 7628 Or if you would like to write, info at and we would invite you to join us on our website at avoidprobate.ca, and there's a free probate calculator that you can get to play with and get an idea how much probate might be payable on your estate, which may surprise you, yep. in, and not necessarily in a good way. That's right. But check it out. Go to avoidprobate.ca, and again, info at avoidprobate.ca is where you want to direct your email, and the phone number is one 667 7628 and that is a toll-free number. You know how many emails we're going to get from our listeners telling us that we're a couple of dolts because we don't know what the anniversary is and we can't figure it out? <laughs> as long as they know where to send them. Okay. Right. Well, now they do. So uh, thanks for that. All right. Well, um, let's move on. We talked in the beginning about the fact that it's National Senior Fraud Awareness Day in the U.S. and that a month from today, it's a global thing recognized by uh, the United Nations. So I thought, well, let's tie that into the power of attorney because the power of attorney is the venue um, most often where the fraud uh, occurs. We've talked about power of attorney. We've talked about the fact that you can request from us a power of attorney kit, which is uh, published by the Attorney General's Office here in Ontario. It's an Ontario kit. Power of attorney is a provincial matter. The rules uh, vary from province to province. I think I'm going to touch on that again in a few minutes. For those who have requested the kit recently, um, be patient. They're on their way, and uh, I assure you they're on their way. And if anybody listening wants a, a power of attorney kit that is published by the province, we're happy. You know, email us or call us. Just need an address, and we'll put it in the mail and send it out. Now, when, when you, um, and many people have probably run into this situation, I don't know when my mom in the last few days of her life, when my brother and I would go to visit and she was in in poor health, the doctor would say, who has the power of attorney here in case we have to make a decision? Yeah. And none of us had signed any papers, hadn't seen a lawyer or anything. And the answer was, all three of us do. So whatever questions she had, and if she needed an answer from us, if my mother was incapable, then the three of us would huddle and we would come yeah. to a decision. Yeah. Well, that happens. I'm just going to start with the definition of a power of attorney, and, and we'll, I'll speak to that point, Ted, that you just shared with us here. A power of attorney, or POA, obviously POA is a lot easier to say than power of attorney, is a written document. And by the way, uh, getting back to the kit, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a myth. You don't have to use a lawyer to have a power of attorney drafted. And that's why I'm telling people, I'm telling the listeners, there's a free kit out there, and uh, we're happy to send it to you. So, so you don't need a lawyer for the power of attorney. If it's complicated at all, i got to emphasize this. If it's not straightforward, and what's straightforward these days, I guess it's an arbitrary uh, t- you know, thing. But uh, if you think it's complicated at all because of a blended family or um, a strange child or et cetera, then I, I strongly recommend you do use a lawyer. And, of course, we have lawyers on the team who can do that for you. But a power of attorney is a written document in which a person gives someone else the power to make certain decisions on their behalf if they become unable to make those decisions themselves. Although the person you give the power to is called your attorney, it does not mean they are your lawyer. That's confusing for some people, right? You're my mm-hmm. attorney? Okay, it doesn't mean they're your lawyer. Most often your attorney is your spouse, a relative, or a close friend, and there are two main types of power of attorney. There's the power of attorney for property, and I just want to say property doesn't just mean real estate property. Whatever you own, 
is your property, mm-hmm. including the money in your checking account, right? That's your property. So property is the broad term of the word property is what they're referring to here versus the power of attorney for personal care, which is what you were talking about a minute ago with uh, your mom's mm-hmm. uh, situation and your mm-hmm. siblings. So there are two types. Most of the time, people will do them together. Why You might as well do them both at the same time. Uh, they have different meanings and, li- and limits on decision-making authority depending on what's written in the document, where you live, as well as where your property is situated, as the laws governing POAs differ in each province and territory in Canada, as I mentioned. Okay, the person giving the power of attorney is called the grantor, grantor, mm-hmm. with an O, grantor. And the person to whom the power to manage the affairs is given is called the attorney. Again, that doesn't mean they're your lawyer. Right. In all cases... The attorney must make decisions that are in the grantor's best interests. That's, i got to say that again. In all cases, the attorney must make decisions that are in the grantor's best interest. This is called fiduciary duty. So the POA doesn't mean you can just go take 10 grand out of uh, mom's account or grandma's account and go on a trip to Vegas for with you and your, your bestie. Mm-hmm. You, everything you do, you have to be able to demonstrate and prove that it was in the best interest of the grantor. And maybe the trip to Vegas, that might be hard to prove. Maybe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe. So, what is power of attorney fraud? And again, the fraud part ties into the fact that it's National Senior Fraud Awareness Day. Power of attorney fraud refers to frauds committed with respect to powers of attorney for property. When planning for their future, people often use POAs in case there comes a day or a time that they become mentally incapable of making their own financial decisions. Power of attorney fraud occurs when someone is financially taken advantage of by the person they have named as their attorney to manage their finances. This is often a family member, friend, or caregiver. Power of attorney fraud can occur for many reasons, including that the grantor, the grantor is, is, that's mom or grandma or whoever, is vulnerable, elderly, possibly alone, ill, and reliant on someone else for a great deal of care or any combination of those things, because... Often it is a combination of those things. The attorney will often isolate the victim, cutting off all their contact from friends and family in order to take advantage. And I've got a story about that. Uh, The grantor could be confined to a hospital or nursing home. Unfortunately, power of attorney fraud, often called financial abuse, is one of the most common forms of elder abuse in Canada. Sad but true. And I was talking to somebody about this just, just the other day, and I believe the person who I was talking to is a retired police officer, and I pointed out to them that the police departments often are now creating special POA fraud units, or, or maybe, maybe it's better to say elder abuse uh, units mm-hmm. within the force. Okay, let's talk about common types of power of attorney fraud. So fraud, there's fraud committed in obtaining the POA, and there's fraud committed using the POA. So fraud, the difference is fraud in obtaining the POA can occur when it is obtained as a result of the exerting of undue influence over the grantor or under suspicious circumstances. And that was the case in the conversation I just had with the, the, with the retired police officer. It can occur uh, when it's fraudulently obtained. In other words, the fraudster could pose as a financial advisor. I don't like the fact that they're picking on financial advisors, but I guess it's, it's accurate. Or the documents are forged. Yeah. Fraud committed using the power of attorney, emptying the grantor's bank account and using the money for the attorney's personal use and not for the grantor's use, i.e. the trip to Vegas that I was just talking about. 
theft of grantors' pension checks or possessions, making unauthorized, questionable, or even speculative investment decisions on behalf of the grantor. You out, again, you have to be acting in the best interest of the grantor, and if the grantor is not really interested in, um, I don't know, buying futures on a silver mine in South America as an investment, then you can't do it either, even though you're the power of attorney. Acting in a manner when handling financial matters on behalf of the grantor, which may contribute to unnecessary expenses or damages from inaction. Inaction, is it could be fraud as well. Misappropriation of the grantor's assets. That kind of goes without saying, I would think. Mortgaging or selling a grantor's home or other asset without the grantor's knowledge or consent. But what if the grantor is not capable of making that decision? Isn't that what the power of attorney is there for? That's right. But again, you have to be able to demonstrate in some way your actions are in the best interest of the grantor. And if that means selling the house, maybe to pay for care, yeah. so be it. Who's going to argue with that? Right? If there's, there's no money left in the bank, the bank account's been drained, uh, there's a million and a half dollars of uh, real estate here uh, in a house in the GTA, okay. Um, you know, m- mom or grandma's in, a, in nursing care and it's uh, 4000 bucks a month and we don't have the money, but mom's got it in the equity in the house. Okay, who's, who's going to complain that... Uh, you know, we're selling the house. It's for mom's benefit, right? Yeah. Uh, even if mom can't say yes or no. I mean, the key here is that the um, attorney, that the POA was issued and set up before mom or dad lost capacity. Right. It's okay to lose, well, it's going to sound bad. It's okay to lose capacity after the fact. That's why you set up the POA, because the expectation is that may, if if one day, if I lose capacity, so-and-so can help me yeah. manage my affairs. Sure. So if mom doesn't know what's going on, it doesn't matter if the POA was set up legitimately, right? That's why it was there. Power of attorney fraud is criminal because the nature because of the nature of the crimes, power of attorney fraud can often result in theft, forgery, and fraud charges under the criminal code. Uh, section 331, if anybody's interested, of the criminal code deals with theft by persons holding power of attorney specifically. I'm not going to uh, read the definition of it for you. It is Section 331 of the Canada Criminal Code. This, I think, is really interesting, and this came up, again, in the same conversation I was just talking about with the retired police officer. The the role of the public guardian and trustee, uh, this is really important and increasingly so. The Office of the Public Guardian and Trustee has procedures for reporting abuses of power of attorney and remedies available, such as appointing a substitute decision maker. So you, you got it wrong. You picked the wrong person, the wrong kid, the wrong friend, whatever. You picked the wrong person to be your power of attorney. That's going to happen, of course. Uh, you did it with good intentions and you didn't know. And um, they've acted inappropriately. Well, you're not stuck. You know, It's not like you, you can't, you can revoke it if you have capacity. You can revoke it at any time. But um, you can go through the PGT office, the public guardian and and trustee's office, and talk to them about appointing a substitute decision maker. So that's an option. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I just want the listeners to know that. Um, We could talk about... Okay, let me do this real quick before we uh, take our next break. How to avoid... There's there's tips on how to avoid the fraud, the power of attorney fraud. There are things you can do uh, to avoid it. You can... uh, Naming two people who can act jointly as your attorneys. So... I don't like the two people thing because if it's a tie, that could be a problem. So name three people, and then you don't have a tie. If you can. If you can, of course. Never 
joining bank accounts or other assets with the attorney, and you don't need to. And and that's why I talk about how I don't like uh, joint accounts at the bank, because you don't need the joint account if you've got a power of attorney. If the joint account is set up just for convenience so that your child can help you make the mortgage payment or pay utilities or whatever, you know, when you need help, well, power of attorney does the same thing, but it doesn't expose the money to that child's creditors, angry spouse, etc. Talked about that many times. Another um, way to prevent it: having your monthly expenses come out automatically. Again, if you suspect fraud, you can call your financial institution and ask about any questionable activity. Keeping all valuables, financial, and legal documents that the attorney does not have permission to deal with in a safe place, and tell someone else you trust where to find that information. And having regular conversations with your attorney about your financial affairs. So those are some good tips. Interesting, though, because it's essentially what you're saying is find somebody you trust, appoint them power of attorney, then find someone else you trust yep. where you can put your... Uh, uh, and give them the information... For the other as, stuff. ...as yep. to where all of your important papers are kept. Yeah. So that the power of attorney... So it's like find somebody you trust but you don't really trust, and then find somebody else that you trust but you don't really trust. Well, exactly. It's like you're finding two people that you trust, but you're only giving them... Nobody has full trust. So if you get it wrong once... And I know that sounds very sarcastic and... and no, I don't think it does. Part. I don't think it does at all. I think it sounds logical. You know, if you might get it wrong once. You're probably not going to get it wrong twice. Um, it's just the, the whole don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of thing, right? Yeah, I suppose that's what spreading, it is. Spreading the risk. And, and just lastly, just to, to remind the listeners, power of attorney is only valid while the grantor is alive. Someone said to me, oh, I did my wills and I had my powers of attorney set up in my will. Well, no, you didn't. Nobody sets up a power of attorney in a will because there's no such thing. If you're, if you're dead, there's no power of attorney. Right. It's only available while you're alive. As soon as you pass away, that's when the will kicks in. So the two different things and the death is the trigger point. And the person who is in charge of watching the will is not the power of attorney. Well, it could be. It just, it's up to you. Yeah. Right? But it's a different position. Oh, the executor, you mean? Yeah, yeah, good point, yeah. The executor does not have to be the power of attorney. It can be, and maybe it is probably quite often because if you if you trust this child, but not always. This this child's good at uh, looking after my day-to-day stuff, but this child's going to be better at settling my estate for whatever reason. Yeah, it, it's whatever you want. It could even be, I've said this before, a corporate trustee, a corporate mm-hmm. executor. Okay. So, yeah, there are different... There are different roles, for sure. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll come back and wrap up the show. We've got to dip into the mailbag, so uh, stick around and enjoy. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. With Russia's war in Ukraine displacing millions. The cries of grandmothers and mothers leading children out of danger are being heard by Zoomer Radio's Ukrainian Humanitarian Appeal. Help us help Ukraine by donating to the Canada-Ukraine Foundation. Here's how. Go online to cufoundation.ca, select Donate, then type in Zoomer Radio in the message section. Or simply call 416-966-9700 to donate by phone and mention you're a Zoomer Radio listener. The Canada-Ukraine Foundation is a registered charity. Show your support for Zoomer Radio's Ukrainian Humanitarian Appeal. The people living in Ukraine 
as well as Ukrainian refugees across Europe. Their fight for survival has only just begun. Let me take a moment to tell you about my friends at Hollenda's The Meat People. I've been a big, big fan of theirs for years now, and without a doubt, they make some of the best sausage in Ontario. They are multiple award winners, having captured the Ontario's finest meat competition's coveted award of excellence on three separate occasions, in addition to dozens of individual product awards. Hollenda's has also received the Grand Champion Ribbon at the past two Royal Winter Fairs ready-to-eat meat snack competition. So whether you're preparing a charcuterie board or a full-blown sit-down dinner for your friends or family, you'll find Hollenda's award-winning products at fine meat shops throughout the province, now including selected Metro, Sobeys, Fortino's, and Foodland stores, along with their seven Hollenda's locations. Their barbecued kielbasa, my favorite. Fresh bun, horseradish, it's out of this world. But don't just take my word for it, judge for yourself. On your barbecue, in your kitchen, or straight from the fridge, Hollenda's, the way sausage should taste. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show on Zoomer Radio with Ted Wallachin and Jason Laidler. You can get a hold of Jason during the course of the week. Two ways. You can call... Toll free at one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. I'll repeat that one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. And Jason will get back to you as soon as possible. You can also fire off an email info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca. Go online, check out avoidprobate.ca. Free probate calendar and calculator. Uh, or that's why do I say calendar all the time? <laughs> you were on a roll. You were doing so well for I the last few weeks. I yeah, know, I know, I know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, two steps forward, eleven back. So you can play with it and find out how much money roughly that you would owe uh, on your mom, your dad's estate. And there's a button that you can press to take you back to previous programs. This being program 52, there are 51 previous programs that you can check out. And the button's there for you. Mm-hmm. And it's up to date. Hooray. And it's up to date because Jason spent hours and hours. I did, because listeners, listeners were yelling at me about getting it up to date. Uh, rightly so. My yes. bad. Okay. Yes. So clearly there's been a, um, let's say, a POA theme here on the show today. Um, Partly because, as we said off the start, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, welcome to the show. It is the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler with Ted Wallachin. And uh, we do this every Sunday morning from 8 till 9 on AM 740. Today's episode happens to fall on May 15th, which is National Senior Fraud Awareness Day. So that was uh, the reason for the, the Power of Attorney theme. So in keeping with that theme, Ted, this was a call. We're in the mailbag here. This was a call from a listener lady who was calling about her mother, on behalf of her and her siblings, about her mother who's in, well, I think her words were um, end-of-life uh, end stage. The lady was uh, very upset, and I had to give her credit. I always want to give credit to the listeners when, when credit's due, of course, for calling, because we've said that maybe every week that call us before mom or dad passes away. It's just much easier for us to help you avoid the probate nightmare. In this case, and that's what she did. Mom, mm-hmm. mom was still here. Mom was still alive mm-hmm. when this lady called, even if you know, it was, wasn't going to be for much longer. I don't know the details there. But the sad thing was mom does not have capacity. I think if I understood correctly, she's um, 
not conscious. I don't know what the word is for that. She's not conscious. She's that's how that's how ill she is. So she can't approve anything. She can't sign anything, mm-hmm. and she can't provide consent. That's what I was looking for. She can't provide consent, and she can't sign anything, which would be the same thing, kind of. And they do not have power of attorney. Nobody in the family has power of attorney for mom. So, I well, when ahead. you say that, doesn't always have to be. And again, I harken back to when my mom was ill. And the nurse said to us, who has power of attorney? We said, all three of us do. None of us have ever signed anything. Okay, well, you're talking about health care. Yeah. I'm talking about property. Okay. Remember? So the the lady who called about mom's situation was calling because she wanted to learn how to avoid the probate nightmare that was pending uh, sooner than later. Okay. And like I said, respect and kudos to her for thinking about that before mom passed away. If anybody had power of attorney, we may have been able to do something and avoid at least some of the probate number. We can't always avoid 100% of it. It's very rare we can't avoid any of it. It's very rare. And I don't, well, this here's a case right here. This is a rare case where I had to say to the lady, I'm sorry, my hands are tied. There's nothing we can do because she doesn't have capacity and there's no power of attorney. So we can't, the bank's not going to transfer anything legally. You could lie, I guess, but we don't obviously endorse that kind of criminal behavior. As we just discussed, it is criminal behavior, POA fraud or or just fraud in general in that sense. So I felt bad. But to her credit, and and she understood what I was saying when I said, I'm sorry, we we just can't help you uh, avoid the probate. And but we can help you deal with it. Because as I mentioned before, we've got the the experts on the team here. If, If it's too late, uh, in other words, someone's already passed away and you've got a probate problem to deal with, we can help you do that. And she said yes. Even though mom hasn't passed yet or hadn't uh, on that day, she wanted me to put her in touch with one of the lawyers on the team. We, I, I say we've got one of the best estate planning lawyers in the province on the team and one of the best real estate lawyers on the team. And that's important because real estate is often a big part of the estate, mm-hmm. settling the estate. So I'm not, you know, he's not a realtor, he's a real estate lawyer. And when we talk about first dealings matters and we talk about uh, other issues with regard to real estate stuff, uh, this guy is amazing. Okay, other quick letter here, another mailbag item. I'm going to read this email. It says, hello, considering a regular will with no property, no joint accounts, regular bank account, some non-registered GICs, etc. I don't even really know what that means, but that's what it says. Is there a maximum value the estate can have before probate is required? And I'll just finish the notes. There's only one more line before I answer. Or what factors other than above, if relevant, are considered before requiring no probate? Thank you, our listener. And obviously, we uh, we don't name names here on the show, so don't worry about that. We, it's all anonymous, and you can be helping other people by asking your question and telling your story. So, the first question in this email—it's short email—that was all. That's all of the email. Is there a maximum value the estate can have before probate is required? Okay, let's talk about this for a second. The, you know, the province says they are not going to uh, levy a probate fee on any estate worth less than fifty thousand dollars. Right. That's the province, not the bank. Now, that's, again, let me take this back here. Yes. Pardon. No. I don't, I don't want to sound like I, you know, I'm asking the simple questions here because 
I think they need to be asked. Use, again, a state, $50,000. Yeah. Not $50,000 sitting in a bank account, in, in a savings account That's at, right. at your local bank. But that could be, you could have 10000 in a bank account, but have a million and a half dollar home. And I don't think that's uncommon. No, not right? today. So now probate is staring right at you. Yes, that's correct. But if you take that money out of the bank and put it through an insurance company, one of your insurance companies, let them make the investment, that money will not be probated. But your house will. Unless you've put it in asked a us trust. to use a bear trust. And we didn't talk about that this week, except until right now, and uh, we'll leave it at that. You can avoid the probate on the property using a bear trust. People say to me, what? What are you talking about? Never heard of it before. People say to me, Jason, I've had my will done three times and the lawyers never mentioned a bear trust. Okay. Well, what if you're, if you're, if you're concerned that that's going to happen and you say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign over my house to my son right now. Oh, boy. That's a non-arm's length transaction. There's all kinds of complicated taxation rules. You could result in double taxation for non-arm's length trades. We, we have talked about it. We should talk about it again because it's a common strategy for some people to say, I'm just going to gift it to my kid. Um, you can gift it to Jason Laidler, no problem. But to gift it to your child, there's a, a list of uh, relatives that are considered non-arm's length relatives. And because the government caught on to this scheme decades ago, and they're like, no, nice try. We're not going to let you avoid the taxes just by giving it to your kid because then tax would, assuming that every kid had kids, and I know that's not always the case, but most people, I guess, have kids. And if it just went generation after generation after generation, the government's like, no, 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 nice try. We want our taxes, and just giving it to your kid is not going to cut it anymore. So if you've got questions about that, um, ask your accountant or call us, and we can we can explain that a little further. So I mentioned the uh, 50000 bucks is the minimum for the province to, to tax, but we hear it all the time that the banks will not waive probate on an account worth 40000 bucks. They say, I've heard them say, or I've seen them say on the website, sometimes their max is 30. It's completely discretionary. I've seen it. I've seen probate required by the bank on 12 grand, 15 grand, small sums like that, which is crazy. And it's so insensitive of the bank. I mean, they're, they're, it's a liability issue for them. 12 grand, come on. Anyway, um, that happens. Uh, other factors, I'm just going to, we're running out of time here. So other factors other than the above, if relevant, are considered before requiring no probate. Well, I mean, the other factor is let us uh, solve the solution or let us uh, solve the problem for you with our solution of transferring the assets, the non-registered assets for sure out of the bank and, uh, move them to the insurance company, put a beneficiary on it, avoid the probate, and voila. Mr. Walsh, I think that's going to uh, yeah, wrap it zip, up zip for, right through it this week for week 52. Any questions that you may may come from today's program, uh, fire off a question to us, and then we'll have it answered for you as soon as possible, and we look forward to, to you joining us again next week. Yeah, uh, for week 53, which may or may not be our first anniversary. It's, um, it's our first we'll figure it out. Okay. I'm, okay. So thanks to you listeners for uh, joining us today. Hopefully uh, you'll join us again next week. Thanks to Kelly, of course, who got some lovely flowers on this Sunday morning. Uh, thanks to Kelly for all her help behind the glass and for keeping us on the straight and narrow here. Thanks to Ted Walson for decades of radio excellence. And uh, lastly, once again, thanks to you, the listener, for being here. And hopefully you'll be here again next week. We'll do it all over again in the start of year two. Have a nice week.
You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.